Hi, this is April Richardson, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, our old friend Jimmy Dore. All the news shows, they'll show all you know that Donald Trump, he had controversial immigration. No, it's racist. We have more from Jimmy in just a bit. If it sounds like I'm coming to you from inside a tin can, I'm recording this at my lunch, at my day job. I'm doing a little experiment here, so if the audio's a little off, I apologize. But another crazy, busy week. Uh, so busy, so we weren't going to do a dumb bit, but then I heard something on NPR and I couldn't resist. We do have the song of the week. That'll be from a gentleman named Austin Plain. I'm sure you're going to dig that. That'll be at the end of the show. A couple other things we'll get to at the end of the show as well, some orders of business. But let's get to, real quick to a dumb bit, and then we'll get to Jimmy. Time for a quick installment of... What kind of nonsense is that? So I was listening to the uh, NPR, we call the National Public Radio in this country, and uh, even though they don't call it that anymore, and uh, they were talking about Jeb Bush and his uh, his his health care plan, and of course the big dream all Republicans have, get rid of Obamacare, how are we going to do that? Well, there's this reporter named Daniel Kurtzleben, I've never heard her before, she was on Morning Edition, and she explained kind of the, the Bushes, uh, Jeb Bush's uh, plan, his, his, uh, his health care plan, and uh, well, it's got a lot of uh, uh, fun things in it, well, stuff like this. So it gets rid of the individual mandates, so you aren't required to have health coverage. It gets rid of employer mandates, and it gets rid of a lot of the requirements of what coverage looks like. So, so that's a workable idea. In order to lower health care costs, deny people health care. Lots of people health care. Just get rid of it. And, but, but, uh, but Bush is watching out for people. To them. Yes, Jeb Bush does say he will help people transition off of Obamacare. So, in other words, he's going to help you, if you have insurance, to not have insurance. That's how he's going to transition you, okay? And then uh, there was this kind of uh, interesting bit to it. It will encourage some people in some ways to get coverage, but it also creates a lot of loopholes for you to not get coverage. Sorted, as our British friends say. Okay, but here's the kicker. I love this part the best. I don't, I, I, again, I haven't heard this reporter before. She may be new. Maybe I don't know her style. But she doesn't uh, approach us with any sort of outrage or any sort of, like, incredul, incredul, she's not incredulous <laughs> about this at all. Uh, here, have a listen. It wouldn't guarantee pre-existing condition coverage, which could cut some costs. And this is said as a part of the discussion that lowers, that's supposed to, you know, this is one of the things we're going to do to lower uh, skyrocketing health care costs and health care spending in this country. Yes, let's deny the most vulnerable people uh, in the health care system coverage. And she just says it like, oh, it's a thing that should be perfectly be considered. So it's a perfectly reasonable part of Bush's health care plan. Instead of saying, what kind of nonsense is that? This episode of PF's Tape Recorder is brought to you by Home Shirts Cleveland. For all of your Northeast Ohio vintage t-shirt needs, visit homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. You'll also find links to the original Cincy Shirts site, as well as Home Shirts Indianapolis, with more cities to come. That's homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. Now, on with the show. Jimmy Dore is a stand-up comedian, podcaster, and I guess you could say a political commentator who lives in Los Angeles. He is originally from Chicago. He's a very good friend of this program, and he has a new uh, special on Hulu. You don't have to have Hulu to uh, be able to watch it. You can watch it for free on Hulu. I'll explain that after the interview. But here now is our interview with Jimmy Dore. Yeah, how are you? Hey, Jimmy, what's up? Uh, not much, buddy. Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you, man. Uh, 
Well, we're doing this both for the city beat and for the podcast, of course. So, just so you know. Okay. Cool, man. Hold on one second. Sure. Me, I'm trying to find something. Hold on. Hopefully, I'll be able to find it. Okay. It's a page of. Uh, you can, you can talk. I'm just looking for something on my computer. Okay. Are you in your car? Where are you? What's that? Where are you? Are you in your house? Are you at house or are you at work? I'm actually in my car at my day job doing this because now I have, that's how I have to do these interviews now because I've got a new day job. And they're very nice, but I don't really have anywhere I can do these interviews. They let me step out to do this one, but I've got to come down to my car to do it. So it's um, it's my mobile studio here in the Camry. What is your day job? Uh, I work for, um, you know, uh, you've heard of Mead, they'd make the notebooks and things like that? Yeah. I make, I work for the people that own that. They own a bunch of other stuff too, like Five Star and Trapper Keeper and all kind of great office uh-huh. products, and uh, it's much better than selling people payday loans, I can assure you. Ha! Which is what I was okay. doing. Yeah, yeah, so it's a much better gig. A lot farther from home, I've got one of those Los Angeles kind of uh, hour, hour and 15 minute commutes. But uh, it's, been, mm-hmm. it's been working out so far. So, yeah. what, do you do, what do you do for them? Uh, m- mostly you write web copy and emails and things like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So, uh, All right, well, let's... Um, I guess I'm not going to be able to find that piece of paper I thought I had. But... All right. Well, I, I kind of know what's uh, going on with you because I listen to the podcast, but uh, what is new okay. with you What is new with you that the, the, the uh, podcast listener... Wouldn't know. I mean, I know you're doing stuff with the Young Turks, and uh, you're not on the road as much because you're so busy in Los Angeles. Uh, but what's? I, I, I have a special coming out October sixth. Uh, oh. Hulu. Oh, awesome! It's called Sentence to Live. Oh man. Okay. I had no idea. So, so oh, yeah. So I record. It's actually uh, yeah. So Comedy Dynamics or. I don't know if that's the name of the company. It doesn't matter. It's coming out on Hulu. It's coming out uh, October 6th, which is, I guess, Tuesday, the Tuesday after I'm in Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. Sentence to live. What else can I tell you about it? The hour long. And the name comes from um, when I thought I was dying. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I felt okay about life. (laughs) Yeah. It kind of took all my words away, and then I found out I wasn't dying, and I was like, oh, fuck, now I have to work. <laughs> all the stress came, comes roaring right. back. Yeah. So that's where it comes from. Um, I have some good topical jokes I can lay on you. Oh, do it. I always love these. Well, you know, people keep asking me, what do I think of Trump and the media circus? And I always say, you know, I enjoy listening to a Trump speech, because every once in a while, I'm in the mood to watch a Hitler documentary. But I want to hear it delivered by Gary Busey. <laughs> All right, I like that one. Okay, uh, let me get some more. I'm, I'm not. I should be more organized. I used to be more organized. I've, I've got one for you. Um, because I've been doing fake news on my show lately because I've been so busy. I've had to cut something out of my podcast, but my wife thought this joke was funny, and she's a tough room, so I'll lay it on you. It's not very topical anymore, but you know, with the Ashley Madison, uh, they had like 35 million users, and it turns out only uh, 3 million were uh, women, and then it turns out of that 3 million, only 12,000 were actual women. So you had 35 million guys on there, and only 12,000 real women, and those 12,000 women were exhausted. (laughs) 
I don't know. I just don't. Uh, I don't get the whole thing. I'm just. You know. Um, what's my next joke? Um, you know, dropping that where Scott Walker dropped out of the presidential race. Yes. I think it's a smart move. I think it's a smart move because that means he'll be much better in the next debate. <laughs> uh, let's see what else I have. Uh, uh, probably Fiorina, uh, after her success at the GOP debate, she is hoping to expand her base by lying about a host of other issues. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mm. You know that Trump had that hashtag Ask Trump that people ask questions? Yes. Uh, my question was, you say Bi- the Bible is your favorite book. Do you have any other favorite books that you've never read? <laughs> uh, if you could be a tree, any tree that you bulldoze to build a shitty condo, <laughs> what kind of tree would you be? <laughs> I like that one. Uh so, are you going to be doing stuff that's kind of maybe from the special in Cincinnati to get people warmed up for what that's going to be yeah, about? Or of you, course. You, of course. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Sounds. Yeah, I got lots of neat jokes. Got lots of neat jokes. Uh, a little angrier than before. Well, like, <laughs> don't blame you there, man. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm getting. I'm letting myself feel a little more. And you know, every once in a while, uh, after my set, people come up to me. They'll say, "A lot of you usually get worked up about that stuff." You know, you know, like you know, the world, the economy, yeah. <laughs> healthcare, wars, and I go, yeah, you know, I, I get, I get a little worked up about it. I try to save my anger for the important things, you know, like traffic, sports, and Hollywood award shows. There you go. I'll tell it's you, funny, what... right? Because if you actually get, if you actually are involved, like I, my my wife just, uh, uh, she's a teacher, and they're in a union, and they haven't given yeah. them a new contract for ten years, right? Right. So they're being, they're being paid on a 10-year-old pay scale, which means they're making 30, so the cost of living has gone up 13% since their last contract. So they're being paid 13% less. Yes. In real dollars than they were a decade ago, right? Yep. And so this guy, this one guy won't, uh, he pays his union dues, but he won't wear a button, and he won't pass off the line, he won't do anything to help support the union, because he says he's not political. <laughs> And, and I was like, well, what news that isn't that nice, right? So you, 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 you know, joining the union is political. It's like joining the KKK or the Nazi party <laughs> or joining the Communist Party. or It's political. You can't join a union and then claim you're not political. He goes, my mom was in the union all her life. She was an art teacher. She was very not political. Being in a union is political. You know, working at a public school is a political act because there's lots of people yeah. in this country who don't believe in public education and want to ruin it, but the teacher union privatize it and then to make our country's commitment to public education. So that's political. Oh, so yeah. not accepting, so not pushing back against yeah. unfair pay and bad working conditions is political. That means you're accepting it. If you don't fight back against injustice, that's political. Yep. So you're getting worked up now. So that's yeah, that's that whole thing of, well, I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't follow politics. Yeah, yeah. Everything, everything is politics. Yep. You want the Bible fixed in front of your house. That's politics. Yep. Uh, people don't realize that. And uh, well, I told you this story last time we spoke, or maybe when I when we I saw you in person when you were in Cincinnati last time. You know, my mom got all Fox Newsed for about six months, 
And she got off. Uh-huh. The, she got off the train though, because she's a former college professor. She got off the train when they said uh, teachers are ruining this. Their, their pensions are ruining the economy. She's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> Goodbye, Fox. But <laughs> she was, really? but she was right there with him for about six months. And then, uh, of course, she's a big she's a big Hillary supporter too. So that's the other the other reason she's she's left. But um, here's something exciting. Uh, my daughter Hannah is going to be voting in her very first election this fall. And uh, an issue that's near and dear to your heart, although it's not really our bag, uh, is on the ballot here. Of course, you know we're uh, gonna they're looking to legalize marijuana in Ohio. Oh, I did not know that. You did not know that. How do you not know that? Coming to Ohio and being Jimmy Dore. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know, maybe because I was planning on canceling this week. Break out, <laughs> break, break out those pot jokes, man. <laughs> Dust those off. Okay, I will. I'm ready. That's great. That's great news, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my big push on that is like everybody else, not so much. I mean, if you want to do it, knock yourself out. It's it's not my bag, but if it's your bag, that's awesome. But more so, so we can get all these people out of jail that are sitting in there because they got caught with an ounce of weed on them. Yes, and what it does is it's an easy way for the system to take black people out of our political discourse, right? So. You know, uh, we have stopped from first in New York City. So if you're a black kid and you go hot, you're going to definitely be in the system. Yeah. You probably won't be able to go to college. If you're a white kid, none of that shit will happen to you, and nope. your voice will be just as active yep. in our political system as ever, right? So that's the whole, that's the weird thing about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, and they have the statistics to prove it. This isn't just, you know, hyperbole. If, if you know, you're a young brother and you get busted, you're a gangster and you should be thrown in jail. And if you're a white kid, oh, you crazy kid, youthful indiscretion, get out of here. We all make mistakes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He just made a mistake. He's a good kid. Why? Because his, his parents are white, eh? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no doubt. People, like, even my, uh, uh, my, my mother-in-law's new husband, I don't, is that what I call him? And, uh, he's like, well, you know, Jimmy, they, 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 they send the police with, with, with a crime list. I go, then why are they on Wall Street? Yeah, exactly. It's private. <laughs> That's where all the crime is happening. Yes. Why are they in the military? Because we're allowing, the, we're raping young boys, we're torturing people. Where are the cops? So we send the cops where poor people are so we can f*** with them. Because that makes us feel like we're doing something. And they go, well, crime has been going down in New York City. Crime has been going down in every city. Yeah. Crime keeps going down. Yeah, so I just said, is this the interview part? <laughs> yeah, this, everybody always asks that about 10 minutes in. Or, oh, we do the, you know what? Your buddy Tim Slagle did the same thing. We were chatting for like 10 minutes, and he goes, oh, I just thought you were getting levels, and here we'd, we'd been chatting. And, uh, uh, boy, that must have been a really enlightening conversation, oh, right? Oh, I like Tim. As I always say, uh, Tim it, Tim is not crazy. He's just wrong, and he gets a kick out of it whenever I say that, but... uh now, we had actually, no, 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 no. Tim has a personality <laughs> disorder. <laughs> Tim's not No, see, so you're going to, you did this last Tim, time. You did this last time. I had to cut all this out. All right, go ahead. I had to cut all this out last time because you got to end of the interview and said, you know what? Cut all that stuff out about Tim. So. Oh, oh okay. What's that? Don't make it. Yeah, let's, let's cut out. Don't, please don't bring him up during my okay, I will not do that. I'm just saying. Okay, thank you. It was just, uh, well, uh, uh, Pat Francis did the same thing as well, so. Well, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, they say, oh, uh, Donald Trump, like, you'll see, I, I was watching MSN, oh, all the news shows, they'll show, oh, you know, that Donald Trump, he had controversial immigration, no, it's racist. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 
There's a difference between being controversial and being racist. That's yeah. why, I don't, you know, no, I understand that some people say that uh, everything is racism, and that's also bad. But that doesn't yeah. mean that it doesn't exist. I mean, right. You can't identify it when it happens. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that's the worst thing. The news media won't call Donald Trump what he is. Uh, they also won't say what he, if he, what he, his campaign is classic fascism. Like if you look at the fourteen hallmarks of a fascist, fascist uh, dictatorship and its culture, he has almost every one of them. And uh, you know, so and another thing that people don't realize about fascists is that the the culture that, that surrounds them is misogynistic. Yes. It's very paternalistic, very misogynistic, but, you know, people who like fascist leaders like a father figure, right? So that's not new. So we know that. And they're charismatic. They they um, they demonize people. Uh, you almost always immigrate yes, for yes. all of our problems. It's always they, they, identify group, they identify a group that they can scapegoat that usually has no power. We have to round them up. And yeah, and then that whole that call to round them up. Yeah, and he's literally calling round, round them up, you know. And when that guy said, "We got a problem in this country called Muslims. How can we get rid of them?" And it, that that's a call for genocide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what. So we we're not using the terms that are in our language uh, to act. To act so, the, so the news media. One time I was watching MSNBC about a week or two ago. This, it was when they kicked out Jorge Ramos when Trump had them throw that reporter out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the Katie Tour was the reporter for MSNBC, and she was reporting back. She said, well, Jorge has been trying to get a, an interview with Donald Trump ever since he, since he made his racist comments. I mean, his controversial comments yeah, yeah, about immigration. It's like, oh, I almost told the truth, <laughs> and I had to quickly backpedal. You know why? Because I don't want to kick off Donald Trump. No. Then you won't come on my TV show, and then we won't get ratings. Yeah. And I have to remind those people that what journalism is, is printing something or saying something that someone doesn't want printed. Everything else is public relations. And that's what the MSNBC uh, is doing. I don't know if you noticed, yeah. but they've been covering him 24 hours a day. So if Trump is giving a speech, they go live to his speech. Why? Uninterrupted, un- not interrupted by commercials, so MSNBC covers it live, similar to both millions and millions of dollars in free advertising oh, yeah. for a fat, racist, misogynistic me... personality disorder who's running for president. He has no substance in any of his speeches, yet they keep him, and they, they cover it similar to post. They will not stop covering it. And what I say is, I hear MSNBC has plans to start Stop covering Donald Trump right after it's too late. Yeah. Do you think that there's, like, since he's a former NBC employee, do you think there's more to it, or do you think it's just a ratings grab, and that's all the It's just a ratings grab. No, it is a sheer ratings grab. No, 100%. MSNBC has less ratings than a YouTube channel, so what they do is they stick Donald Trump on. You know who's covering Donald Trump better than anybody, and how ironic is this BS? It's fucking Fox News. Fox News is actually, Chris Wallace refused to let Donald Trump come on his Sunday show on the phone, which every other Sunday show let him do. They're now doing folders. They're doing folders for Donald Trump. It's not the king of of Egypt. It's not the president of the universe. It's a carnival partner and reality TV show star named Donald Trump. 
they're going to let him come do a photo. They did it. He did a photo underneath the threat. Are they going to put, I can't wait for NBC News to put Trump's Twitter as their news fault. Well, and another thing you've said, too, and and Robert Yasamur has pointed this out on your show and everything, is that they know what he's going to say, and yet they're they're completely ill-prepared for his BS. Completely! Completely. So this is a failure of the, the, you know, uh, every time you see an interview... Uh, and with uh, Donald Trump, if he gets interviewed by somebody and they end it and he says thank you, they didn't do their <laughs> job. Yeah, uh, yeah. Once again, to Chuck Todd, proving once again that Megyn Kelly has a bigger dick than every other reporter in America. Yeah, why do you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Why do you think that Fox News is um, pushing back against him? Because because they they want to set the agenda for conservatism, and Trump is kind of taking that away from them. I, I, that, that is what I think. I think that, uh, uh, you know, it's a, it's a pissing match. Who's, who's going to be in control here of the, uh-huh. and of course the donor, the donor class. Let's remember that our political system is not run for the voters or the citizens or the workers. It's run for the donors, right? Yeah. So politicians only respond to their donors. And so, uh, that's who's upset with Trump. They want to get rid of them. And uh, that's why they're also upset with Bernie Sanders, right? Because Bernie Sanders is, is not controlled by donors. So that's why they want to get rid of it. But when Mark Walk, Walk, or Scott Walker dropped out, uh, he said, let's all stand together and get rid of Trump. Why don't you say that? Because he's the ultimate company man. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. He, he's a cult brother. He's just saying whatever his donors want him to say. He's just a puppet. He's exactly what Trump said. And here's the interesting thing, Pia, is that all the... Re- Trump gets up on the debate stage and everywhere he goes and says, I own these guys. I give them money and then they owe me favors. Those yeah. guys are bought and paid for. Yeah. So he's great at exposing the corruption inside of our political process yeah. and why our leaders don't ever legislate in favor of people instead of their donors. So he's good at identifying the problem. But have you ever seen a reporter go up to him and say, hey, thanks for identifying that problem. What is your solution? What are you going to do when you become president to get rid of that system? Uh, nothing. Because they never ask him that ever. Because he's not going to. He has money, so he can. So he, it doesn't even concern yeah. him. So, so they never ask him that because you know what? The corporate news journalists don't want to ask that question because they also work for the donors and they don't want to up the system. So their donors own the politicians and they also own the news reporters, and so that's why that question never gets asked. Yep. Well, yeah, like, you know, they, that revolving door of, you know, uh, you know correspondence and, and show hosts and talking heads and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it, no one wants and, to lose and, the cozy and, and, and Donald Trump likes the way the system works right now, right? Just like well, the yeah. donors, just like the news media. They all like the way the system works now. They all like corruption, right? That's what, and, and we must remember, if the Newtown shooting, Sandy, should prove anything, if that I politicians don't care about the voters. They only care about the donors. Because you remember after the school massacre, it was the polls showed that 90% of people in America wanted some kind of gun legislation, and we got nothing. Yep. So that just shows you that they only respond to their donors. Yeah, the, NR, the, the NRA is uh, very powerful, and even, even as gun ownership per capita is going down, 
uh, gun ownership per person is going up. I mean, p- people that own guns are owning more guns, I guess, is what it is. But, and yeah. again, pointed out on your show, and I think Robert Yasamura had said this, the NRA is not an, an association for uh, people that uh, collect guns or buy guns. It's for people that make guns. That's who they're, ultimate, uh, who they're ultimately answer to. The, yeah, the NRA is, is an organization that represents gun manufacturers. It doesn't really represent gun owners, right? Yeah. That's what you're saying? Exactly, yeah. And that's, like, that's, that's what's that's been pointed out on your show a number of times. And uh, it's true because a lot of gun owners, if you talk to them one-on-one, they're like, oh, yeah, there should be some kind of, you know, background check. You yeah. should have to have locks on your gun. Yeah. You should do all this stuff. Well, that's the funny thing about our political leaders now. I mean, even Hillary Clinton, uh, you know, I remember when Scott Walker announced his candidacy, I went over his, his platform, his ideas, and I said, you know, every one of those ideas is not only unpopular with the general public, they're also unpopular with the majority of Republicans. So that's how. So that's what happens when the donors run the politics. So that they have these guys don't understand why am I not popular? Because the you're proposing people don't like. That's why. Yeah. You know because people like Planned Parenthood. People like unions. People like making money. People like teachers. People, you know, people like health care for poor people. People like these. People are against monopolies. People are against pollution. People are for clean water, for clean air, for clean... People are against climate change. People want to do... So all these things that they're, they propose, it's like, no, people, people want a woman to be able to make her own choice about her reproductive health. They don't want the government in between their doctor and a woman, which is what they want. People don't want a 10-year-old rape victim to have to carry her baby to term. These are unpopular ideas, yet they're the sense of people like Obamacare. They like being able to get health care. People like not being able to be dropped when they get sick. So these are all ideas that people, and so they're, so everything that our political class seems to be, people don't like the Trans-Pacific Partnership deal. People don't want the Keystone Pipeline. These are all things that are popular with our political class because our political class is owned and paid for by exactly guys like Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, as George Carlin said that 20 years ago, and people still aren't listening because he, he said he quit voting people, because you know we, it, the, whole, the whole system was bought and paid for long ago, and he's, he's not going to bother. Yeah, well, it's like, when you think about it, you know, and they were, they were uh, rioting, right, in, uh, with the type, what's that, is it Beijing, or, yeah, they were, they were uh, rioting because the party, the Communist Party in China wanted to give them a choice, we're going to pick 10 people, and then you get to choose from those 10 people who you want as your president. And they started writing, right? But that Beijing, where was that? I don't know. I didn't see that, actually. And I, I keep up on my world yeah. news through the BBC. So, yeah, the, you know, I'm going to Google it. Let me stop talking about it. But anyway, they, uh, so they didn't give the people, no, Hong Kong, not Beijing, Hong Kong. Right, isn't that, wasn't it, yeah. home, wasn't that controlled right. by the British for yep. a while, Hong Kong? Yep, you are correct. Yeah, so that's so that's it, right? So the, they, they remember, they, they annexed it, China annexed it, now you're part of China, you're not your own thing anymore, but don't worry, everything's going to stay, stay the same. And then they said, hey, by the way, you don't get to pick who you're going to vote for, you get to vote for people, but we're going to tell you who you get to vote for. 
And that's why that was all the rioting you know, that happened in the protests, right? So that's what that's all about. Well, in America, we have another group of people who tell us who we can vote for, and we're called donors. You know, the big deal about Joe, Joe Biden running for president is because he had a meeting with a, with a hedge fund guy who's a bundler. Yeah. So he had a, he had a meeting with an, and, and the, he doesn't even know that Joe Biden doesn't even personally know the guy. And I was watching it be reported by John Heilman, who wrote that book, Game Change, right? Yeah. Uh, him and, so he was talking about this. He, re- he broke the story of this meeting, and he said in his story, well, uh, Joe Biden and his donor both knew the significance of this meeting. They both knew how important it was. So what John Heilman is revealing there, P.S., is that we don't need to choose who runs for president. Even the vice president has to first get the blessing of an anonymous banker that no one has ever heard of. Even Joe Biden didn't know him. He, and he's the one who tells the vice president if it's okay for him to run for president or not. Uh, and then not So that's who chooses who runs. And that's why Bernie Sanders is such a threat to yeah. the status quo. Yep. That's why. And yet, at the end of the day, they're going to turn people around. No matter how far Bernie Sanders gets, they'll turn people around and say, you know, uh, poor people are getting over on you, Mr. Middle Class yeah. Person, even though the middle class is eroding, and that rich people don't have enough money, and poor people have too much health care. We don't have enough war. They'll, they'll turn right. everybody around and all this stuff, and, they get, and people will go, oh, yeah, you know what, I guess you're right. Yeah, those poor people. Yeah. I, I love how Donald Trump, he does it such an insidious way. He says, you know, we treat our our, our, our veterans worse than we, we treat illegal immigrants better than our veterans. So that makes people angry at illegal immigrants, as if they're f***ing over the veterans somehow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they didn't do anything. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so, but that's, that's, uh, that's, so this is the result of a corporate-owned news media. Even, you know, and the reason why they're allowed to consolidate and there's only six giant news co- uh, media companies in the country that give us all our media, every radio station, almost every cable channel, every newspaper, it's all owned, every pay, all owned by six companies, right? Yep. In 1980, it used to be 50. And now the so that was competition is good for capitalism, right? And when you don't have competition, you don't have capitalism, right? You have oligarchies, which is what we have in America. And now they're coming for the internet. And now they're coming for the internet, right? So how many phone company choices do you get? About three or four? How many choices of cable providers do you have? One. You can choose one cable provider. And they get to tell you what you can see on your TV or not. They'll, they'll, they'll let you know what's available. Or, or I guess you can get a satellite. How many satellite companies are there? Two. And one of them's owned by Rupert Murdoch. Yep. Who already owns the rest of the media up to Dow Jones. And the other's owned by a cable company, because wasn't one of them just acquired by AT&T? I think uh, you know was. what? Maybe I don't know. I think so. Maybe just just, right. I, just, I, I, just last week. I'm yeah. Just going off, off my notes from what I wrote. I will, my book, uh, your country's just not that into I will. Uh, I will look that up and tell people at the end of the uh, at the end of the podcast before the song of the week. But um, I think that's a good place to leave it, man. We could go on all day, obviously. And uh, yeah. Yes, but um, I gotta get back. To, I gotta get back to work so I can keep up this middle class lifestyle. Um, okay. All right, brother. We'll see you here in town next week. Okay, see you then. Take care. All right, man. Thanks, Jimmy. Bye. Bye.
Thanks again to Jimmy Dore for being on the show. You can catch Jimmy. Well, I'm not sure because I don't have my other computer in front of me and I can't bring it up on my phone easily. But if you go to jimmydorecomedy.com, you'll find all his tour dates. He doesn't tour as often as he used to. He's so busy there in Los Angeles doing stuff for the Young Turks and doing his radio show. He plays a lot around Los Angeles, though. He's uh, He does at least a show or two a week, even if it's just like a guest spot somewhere. So do check him out if you're in Southern California. And, of course, go to the website if you want to see when he's coming to your town uh, across the country or perhaps... Uh, around the world, who knows? Uh, as far as this special on Hulu, you don't have to subscribe to Hulu to watch it. If you go to the website, if you're like me, you, if you have your desktop just HDMI right into your uh, TV, you can just watch it that way, and you can watch it for free. It's got commercial breaks in it, but that's fine. I mean, I, we grew up with that. We're used to it. And uh, you can also watch old shows on Hulu that way. It's the new shows they charge you for, or if you want to watch it on your mobile. So if you want to watch Jimmy on your mobile, then I think you have to have Hulu. But if you want to watch Jimmy for free, Go for it. Go to Hulu.com and watch Jimmy Sentence to Live. It's uh, I've, I've, Halfway through it, I had to stop. Very hilarious. Did some of the jokes he did on the show here. But, uh, boy, funny stuff. Literally laughed out loud. Um, this past week, something weird happened. In fact, it was just yesterday. I'm looking at the stats for the podcast. We had over 1,000 feed hits on Thursday, uh, October 14th, whatever that was. No idea why. Can't find out why. Don't know who was hitting us. All of a sudden, about 1,000. We usually get about uh, 600 a day. Got a thousand. So if anyone knows why that is, be sure to let me know. Uh, we were on Post Radio. Fangirl and I, we just gave him a clip of uh, uh, CSI, Crime Song Investigation. That's Professor Bree, who we've done stuff for in the past. And he told me how to find it. I still can't find it. He said to look up College Radio Day, Post Radio. I Googled that, and I could, still couldn't find it. So if we find it, I'll have the link on the Podbean page. Again, pfradio.podbean.com. And let me see what else. Uh, read Bob Gray's book, Attack of the Melonheads. I just go to Amazon, look up Attack of the Melonheads. Bob Gray, it'll pop right up. You can buy it as an ebook or a regular book. We're going to try and have Bob on soon. I think Bob is upset with me because uh, he was on a radio station in Cleveland, our hometown, on ESPN Radio. And the guys he was on, I put us on Facebook. I said, oh, Bob Gray. And I tagged him. And Bob Gray is on the radio right now with the morning team from The Simpsons. And I don't think he took kindly to that because I think this guy's a really good friend of his. But, um... That's just what it sounded like, honest to God. Um, that wasn't bad. I mean, you can go up and look it up. If you go to the ESPN Cleveland 850 AM, I think it's the frequency. But if you could look up uh, ESPN Radio Cleveland, I'm sure you can, and search Bob Graham, I'm sure it'll bring up uh, a podcast of that that has that interview on. It was a very good interview, by the way. He explained, uh, Bob explained the book, the origins of it. It was a very, actually a very good interview. It's just kind of the, <laughs> the uh, wackiness that went around it, I think, was just kind of funny to me. I don't know. All right, so uh, I think that takes care of everything. A lot of other great dumb bits coming up that we're going to be doing in the coming weeks. We've got some hate mail via SoundCloud. That was a lot of fun. we got a couple of CSI crime song investigations to get to. So, uh, But we are at the song of the week here. It is by a guy called Austin Plain, and I just found him by accident. I was on Freegal, uh, just seeing what was popular in Freegal, what the, the top downloads were. And this guy turned up. It's kind of Americana. He's uh, from Texas, uh, and it's it's really good stuff. Think you're going to dig it. The song is called Beautiful. It is a beautiful song. Austin Plain on PS Tape Report song of the week so long and thanks for listening we will all be born again when the winter days are dead and we shed our silhouette